Welcome, Raptors enthusiasts. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. We're talking Toronto Raptors basketball. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, Sam. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. The podcast where I break down every single Toronto Raptors basketball game. The day after they're played, and today we are on game three of the 2015-2016 NBA season for your Toronto Raptors. And they're taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. The good news, the Raptors 2-0 started this season off with a win against the Pacers and last game a win against Amir Johnson and the Boston Celtics. Milwaukee Bucks with head coach Jason Kidd, one of my favorite players of all time. Not looking so good coming into this one 0-2, but for good reason. They're without the number two pick from last year, Jabari Parker. Dude made a big splash in the NBA, went out with a bad leg injury last season. We haven't seen him. Should be back soon from what I understand. Also, no John Henson. Don't get it twisted. Henson can play. He's done some damage against the T-Raps, so I'm not going to miss him in this ballgame. OJ Mayo also out in this ballgame. And he can do damage as well. Kind of like your poor man J.R. Smith. Sorry, OJ Mayo, if you ever hear this, but... That's what I think of when I see you. I don't know why. The Bucks do have Greg Monroe picked up from the Detroit Pistons. Very skilled big man. And I do not mind that he is no longer paired up with Andre Drummond because they made a scary front court. Happy to see that they couldn't coexist. Other notable players on the Milwaukee Bucks roster. Of course, you got the Greek freak, Giannis Attentacumpo. Love watching him play. You got Jared Bayless, former Raptor guards, a little stint with the T-Raps. He gave us his all, as he does with every squad. Bit of a journeyman, but I like Bayless. He can play. He's still got a spot in the league. And lastly, let's give it up for Mr. Grevis Vasquez. That's right, Grevis Vasquez no longer with the T-Raps, with the Milwaukee Bucks, but he gave us a lot of good ball games. We saw Grevis improve. We saw him embrace his role as a backup. We saw him be enthusiastic off the bench. We saw him waving towels, cheering his teammates on, sharing the rock, hitting floaters, developing a teardrop. Certainly enjoyed when Grevis Vasquez was on the floor. We wish you luck, Grevis, but not this game. You can do well next game. Right now, you're taking on the Toronto Raptors, and this is the Raptors Abroad podcast. The Ultimate Homer Podcast. Also a big game for Coach Casey. With a win, will pass Sam Mitchell for all-time wins as head coach of the Toronto Raptors. I liked Sam Mitchell, by the way. I mean, he won Coach of the Year as a Toronto Raptor. I believe he got fired the very next year, which is hilarious. I don't know how much that Coach of the Year award means, but he did win it. Had several exciting seasons under Sam Mitchell. He had a fun squad to tool around with. And you know, this basketball season just couldn't come at a better time because I am crushed over these baseball playoffs. Man, I got two teams that I follow. Two teams. I love me some Toronto Blue Jays, and I love me some New York Mets. All right, ever since I was a little kid, the Blue Jays were really my first love, even before hockey. I was just, well, maybe that's not true. 
It was about the same time Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Blue Jays fell in love with those guys. And this year I had both of those squads in the playoffs. Blue Jays favored to go at least to the series. And I don't really want to get into it, but obviously the Jays got knocked out. And then last night, the New York Mets, in ridiculously painful fashion, gave up two runs in the ninth, and then five in extra innings. And the Kansas City Royals are the World Series champions. Ouch. Although I gotta be honest, well, the Blue Jays giving me those back-to-back championships, 92-93, I can't really complain. I mean, I'm sorted. Right? Back-to-back World Series championships, and I was pretty much at the height of my fandom for the Blue Jays then, so I'll take it. I don't know why I'm still going on about baseball. Just pouring salt on my own wounds. Alright, so this basketball game is set up then. Let's get into it. First quarter. The Raptors open the scoring with a drive and kick from Kyle Lowry to Jonas Valanciunas for the layup. Get ready to hear that name quite a bit in this podcast. In fact, why not hear it right now? Eight-minute mark, Jonas Valanciunas from 17 feet out. Nothing but the bottom of the net. That's two games in a row, by the way, that JV has stroked one from outside the paint. I'll tell you, those shots for me, those get me more excited than a Jonas dunk. That made the score 8-7 Milwaukee. 7-12 mark, DeMar DeRozan. Two spin moves. All right, not one, but two. First one over his left shoulder. Second one over his right shoulder to split two defenders. Sees a bit of daylight, but still has another Milwaukee buck closing in. Able to float one in off the glass. DeMar DeRozan with a super athletic play. Got knocked to the floor as well. Wanted the foul, didn't get it, but gorgeous play. 638 mark, Kyle Lowry doing work on the glass with the offensive rebound. And then doing his point guard duty, hitting Damari Carroll on the left wing, and Carroll, dude, has been money from deep this season. He rises up, drains a three ball. The Raptors are up two, 12-10. Speaking of money from deep this season, how about Tupat? 4.36 mark. He finds himself alone on the left wing with the ball, and he knew exactly what to do, rises up and drains out. Raptors up three, 17-14. One minute and 20 seconds later, Damari Carroll continuing the hot shooting. He rises up, nails his second three ball, this time from the right wing. Dude, 7 and 13 from deep this year. One minute later, Terrence Ross. Told you, dude's got defense on his brain this season. He comes up with a nice deal, feeds Kyle Lowry. He gets ahead of the pack, draws a pair of free throws. One minute and 13 seconds, Lowry again on the offensive glass, flying in for the rebound. This time he feeds Tupat, and Tupat goes to the spinning fadeaway from about 12 feet out. He's able to nail that one. And folks, that all adds up to a 10-0 run in the last four minutes. I wasn't just skipping the Bucks highlights. There was no Bucks highlights. They were struggling. They finally got one to drop. On the next possession, Jared Bayless on the drive with the layup. That was the Bucks' first field goal in six minutes. But this is the NBA. Don't expect them to stay cold forever. In fact, very next possession, Chris Copeland, who is a talented player. I don't remember him being able to shoot threes, but showed me that he can. 30 seconds to go. He rises up and drains one. 
10 seconds to go. Bismack Biombo inside. Offensive rebound. He goes up. Two hands over the rim. Looks like he's about to dunk it. But I think at the last second he might have decided to try and finger roll it. Either way, he wound up missing badly from essentially zero feet out. He was he had his hands over the rim with the ball and he squirted off the right side of the rim somehow. A bad miss there. And the Raptors hang on to a five-point lead, 24-19 after one. All right, now if you're Raptor management, you might want to skip this part here. <laughs> Sorry, Leo Routens, I'm about to throw you under the bus, but it was funny. I mean, hey, this is probably isn't news. I'm sure he's already heard about it. Check this out. If you don't have NBA League Pass, you have a couple of options when you sign up. All right, one of them is to get the premium package, which cuts out the commercials. This is new this year, by the way. They cut out the commercials, and they just show you what's happening in the stadium during the breaks. And sometimes the sound guys aren't that clever with where they direct the mics and whose mic is on or off. And just at the end of the first quarter, you hear Leo Routens talking to who I assume is Rod Black. And to quote him, <laughs> Leo said, She's pretty smoking, huh? I gotta get her number. And then you hear a chuckle. And they start to go on and discuss it. You can't really hear it because a Raptors promo goes over it. And then a woman's voice, who I believe was the on-court broadcaster, Laura, I uh, didn't catch her last name. She cuts them off. She says, I'm glad I can't hear you. I'm glad I can't hear you. <laughs> trying to trying to stop them from talking. Maybe letting them know that their conversation is not a private one. Anyway, they didn't say anything that bad, but still, it's funny. And this is the Raptors Abroad podcast. This is the type of stuff you get when you check out some alternative news sources. Second quarter. Chris Copeland opens the quarter with a layup. And suddenly, folks, that Raptor lead that was 10 is cut to 3. It's a 7-0 run going back to the first quarter. The Raptors come back with a pair of buckets from DeMar DeRozan. Also get one from Bismack Biombo, trying to make up for that last second error at the end of the first. Raptors build a seven-point lead, 30-23, nine minutes to go in the half. 8.50 mark, big man battle of Bruin. Jonas Valanciunas takes Miles Plumley to school on the low block with the spin move and then goes to the little six-foot jumper. Plumlee comes right back at the other end, grabs an offensive rebound, puts it in for the layup. 7.55 mark, DeMar DeRozan continuing to play well in the quarter. He drains a short jumper, gets back on defense, strips Chris Middleton, pushes it in transition, going down the right side, spots T. Ross camping out in the left corner, tries to hit him with a cross-court pass. But Jonas Valanciunas was also crashing up the middle, and he just snags that ball out of the air goes up and hits a little short step back jumper. A little lineup for that pass from DeMar. Miles Plumley, though, he responds. On offense, gets inside for the layup. Like I said, these big men going at it. JV then, trying to answer. And he nearly did. He got the offensive rebound on the next play, but could not put in the layup. He was uncontested from one foot out and just gave it a little too much. Squirted off the other side of the rim. And to compound it, at the other end, Michael Carter-Williams, 6 minutes 30 seconds to go in the half, rises up, drains a three ball. 
from the left corner. Raptor lead down to six, 36-30. It's not all good news for Michael Carter-Williams though. Very next possession, Corey Joseph reads his swing pass, goes all the way in for the fast break layup. Then Joseph, showing he can do it in the half court set. Next Raptor possession, takes it out about 33 feet away on the right wing. Just sets up the play and dribbles through three Milwaukee Bucks. Gets himself all the way to the rim for the layup. 435 mark, DeMar DeRozan. 4-3. Not able to connect, but Luis Scola, who was crashing the glass, finds himself underneath the basket, able to reach out with, I believe, the left hand. A couple of Bucks also reaching for it, but Scola able to pop that one up and flip it right in the basket in one motion. Bit of luck there, but... That luck seems to follow Luis Scola around, doesn't it? Very next play, Corey Joseph, with the defense, comes up with the steal. Kicks it to Luis Scola, who is ahead of the pack. And Scola, showing the fundamental skills, but at top speed. Goes to a spin move on the dribble, then stops on a dime. Throws up a pump fake, lets a couple of bucks fly by, and then lays it in. And I'm going to say it once a podcast, the dude is crafty. It was a crafty move. That's what it was. It's poise. It's using fundamental skills. It's the beauty of sport. Your brain can trump athleticism. You make the right decision, and you can let some guys who can jump out of the gym just fly past you. So with that layup, the Raptors up 46-32. 254 mark, Jonas Valanciunas. Isolated with Greg Monroe. He takes him to school, spins baseline. Chris Copeland comes for the help. Bad move, Chris. JV goes up, didn't get the dunk, but just powered it over him and just dropped it in. Wouldn't even call it a finger roll, just let go of the ball above the rim. 30 seconds later, exact same play, Jonas Valanciunas again on the left block with Monroe. Monroe knows he's on an island and he just reaches in and fouls him. JV goes to the line, splits a pair of free throws, Raptors up 15, 49-34. 2.07, Kyle Lowry picking Michael Carter-Williams' pocket, goes all the way in for the layup, but Michael Carter-Williams answers with his second three ball of the game. And just then I thought, wow, Michael Carter-Williams, I remember him being a, kind of a poor shooter, kind of a Rajon Rondo type, does everything else well but can't shoot well. Maybe he fixed that in the offseason. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> One minute and seven seconds later, but one minute to go in the quarter, Michael Carter-Williams wide open for three. Misses everything badly. Really badly. It's kind just to call it an air ball. There should be another name for misses this bad. Wasn't anywhere near the rim. And then Lowry shows him how it's done. Not quite from three, but drains a deep two at the other end. And then with one second to go, DeMar DeRozan making it a tough close to the half for Michael Carter-Williams. DeMar drives down the right side, takes a bump from MCW, puts in the one-handed banker, plus the foul. Unfortunately, missed the free throw, but the Raptors with a 14-point lead after two, 55-41. Third quarter. 10-02 mark, Kyle Lowry with a little vision. Throws a nice floating pass to Scola. Not quite an alley-oop, but just put a little bit of extra air under the ball. So it took an extra half second to get to him. And Scola, again with the poise, catches it in traffic, goes to the pump fake, and then flicks it up just before Greg Monroe gets there. Monroe could not believe it. He thought he was about to swat that one into the 20th row. 
crafty. 60-45 Raptors. 9-15 mark, DeMar DeRozan with a drive up the middle. He goes to the reverse layup. 8-20 mark, Michael Carter-Williams again from deep, wide open. About two feet short and one foot wide to the left. Unbelievable. He got me thinking, maybe dude needs glasses. There's no way you're going to hit two threes in a row and then miss two that badly. Something happened. Strange. But again, he can do other things. He makes up for it right away by stripping Damari Carroll on defense and hooks up the Greek freak at Tentacumpo for a layup. Carroll, though, makes up for his turnover by draining a right corner three ball off a nice cross-court pass from DeMar DeRozan. Raptors up 15, 66-51. 6.58 mark, Kyle Lowry spots JV rolling to the paint, throws him a bullet bounce pass. And JV, with the hands, catches it and gets fouled. And the reason I mention it, aside from it being a nice play, is I like the fact that Jonas's teammates are looking for him more now and trusting him more to make the catches. And to Jonas's credit, the last couple of games, he's been getting it and going. He hasn't been thinking about it and looking around and kind of telegraphing all his plays. A little bit of chemistry a-brewing. So JV made both of those free throws, and then 28 seconds later, Jonas is crashing the offensive glass, gets a rebound and put back. Raptors up 15, 70-55. Atenta Kumpo, though, 50 seconds later, cuts the lead down to 10 with the three ball. But Kyle Lowry off the dribble, left wing with the answer. Raptors again up 13, 73-60. But Chris Copeland... Told you, this guy's been working on it in the offseason. Unless I just missed it. Maybe he could shoot him last year. I don't remember it. Drains himself another three ball. Kumpo then with a push shot. Copeland gets fouled on the next possession. Gets himself a couple of free throws. And with two minutes and 20 seconds to go, the Raptors up nine. Still a ball game here, 78-69. And that's when the Raptors give it up to Tupat. And dude has just been lights out. In fact, you know what? I'm going to start calling him 3-Pat. Three 3-Pat three in the left corner, knocking down the three-ball, restoring the double-digit lead. Raptors up a dozen, 81-69. Raptors close the quarter with a pair of unforced turnovers, though, and the lead gets cut down to 10. And Bismack Biombo, boy, you might as well call these turnovers. He had a nasty final minute of the third. 55 seconds to go. Right at the rim. Layup attempt. Misses. 30 seconds to go. Bihombo. Offensive rebound. Unable to put it back up and in. Uncontested. And then with one second to go, Bihombo gets the ball in the paint, tries a little four-foot baby hook shot. Back iron. Hilarious. The Raptors with a 10-point lead after three. 81-71. Still love you, Bismack. Fourth quarter. 22 seconds in. Three pat. He's got them running at him in the corners. So instead, he rolls through the paint and hits a nice one-handed floater. Multi-dimensional big man. Grevis Vasquez comes back the other way, gets fouled, answers with a pair of free throws. Terrence Rostin with a turnover. Grevis Vasquez with a layup. DeMar comes back, misses a mid-range jumper. Michael Carter-Williams gets inside with a layup, and suddenly, folks, it's a six-point game. 
the momentum seems to have shifted. Feels like those Bucks are poised to go on a run. So Coach Casey calls timeout. This one's important to him. He wants to become the all-time leader and wins for the Raptors. So he draws up a play, and it's a good one. Raptors swing the ball around, and Terrence Ross, all alone in the left corner, rises up, drains a clutch three ball. And speaking of clutch three balls, just over a minute later, three pat, right wing, nice setup from Corey Joseph, he drains one, and the Raptors again up a dozen, 89-77. Huge shots from deep. 8.09 mark, T. Ross on an inbounds play, good movement without the ball, Corey Joseph finds him with the bounce pass in the paint, Terrence goes up for the layup. Michael Carter-Williams, poor Michael. He tries to answer with a three ball from straight away. I told you his last ones were short and wide. Well, this one at least was somewhat on target, but about two feet long. <laughs> Hits the backboard and clanks off the glass. Tough shooting night for Michael Carter-Williams after draining his first two threes. Strangeness. 650 mark, the Raptors again with gorgeous ball movement, swing it around the horn, and guess how this one ends? Just like the previous play, T. Ross in the left corner with the three ball. Next Raptor possession, Corey Joseph dribbling it up the middle. Gorgeous pass with the left hand to T. Ross, who's camped out this time on the right wing, and Terrence on fire. Drains another three ball. That put the Raptors up 20. 97-77. So a 14-0 run after the Bucks cut the lead down to six. That is how you respond. That is how you snatch the momentum back. That is how your T-Raps do business. And they weren't done. It continues to rain. 451 mark. Three pat from deep. Gave him 16 in the game with that three ball. 420 mark. Kyle Lowry. Spin move off the dribble. Drive. Dishes it to Damari Carroll, who was cutting back door on the play. He goes in for the layup. And the reason I want to mention this is because I just want to highlight how well Damari Carroll moves without the ball. That was a signature of that Atlanta Hawks team from last year. And Carroll really has brought that along with him to the Toronto Raptors. I don't know if he learned it there or if he already had it. But Kyle and Damar have noticed. And they're hitting him often with some nice passes. And that is really adding up to some easy buckets for the T-Raps. All right, about 2.20 mark with this game in the bag. The bench is clear. We're in garbage time. And it was ugly. It was proper garbage time. I mean, I think the Raptors had three or four straight turnovers. It was nasty. But there is a highlight. 11.7 seconds to go. A.B. Anthony Bennett with the offensive rebound. And then he just goes up and throws up one of those monster Shaq-like two-handers. Just when you see him do that. I mean, I would draft him number one overall just off of seeing that highlight. Just the fact that he can do that. Flat-footed. Just murder the rim like that. Come on, AP. Really hope he can earn some minutes and be able to contribute for the T-Raps. And for himself. So your Raptors win this one by 19. 106-87. Congratulations to coach Dwayne Casey, becoming the all-time wins leader in Raptor history. And your Toronto Raptors folks are 3-0 on the season. First time we've done it since 2008. 
and we need these wins at home. Raptors got 10 of 12 on the road. Coming up. Great start to the season, boys. Let's hit the box score. Bucks box score. The Greek Freak had a great game. 8 of 12 from the field, 20 points, 9 rebounds, pair of assists. No one else really to speak of on the Bucks. They were all there. They all played. Nothing terrible. Nothing fantastic. Although I will say as a team, 24 of 24 from the free throw line, so that certainly was not their problem. 100%. 5 of 19 from 3. That's not going to win you too many ball games. So on to your T-Raps. There's a couple of guys fighting for the game ball. I'm tempted to give it to Jonas Valanciunas with a line like this. 7 of 12 from the field, 8 rebounds, 19 points. A pair of steals as well. But off the bench, gonna have to give it up for my man 3-Pat. 16 points, 6 of 9 shooting, 4 of 5 from 3-point land. Damar and Kyle both had 15 points. 7 dimes for Kyle, 4 for Damar. 4 steals for Kyle, though. Nice work there. Plus 25 on the floor, Damar DeRozan. Plus 19 for Lowry and plus 21 for Jonas Valanciunas. I want to give a final shout-out to Bismack Biombo. I know I was hard on him, but he did chip in with 10 rebounds in 19 minutes of action. But 1 of 7 from the field. That hurt. As a team, your T-Rap's shooting pretty well. 45.6% from the field, 44% from 3, 11 of 25. And that's with some terrible free throw shooting too, 13 of 20. So that's three games in a row, by the way, the Raptors not shooting good free throws. Starting to concern me. That's going to cost us a couple of games, and then I'm going to start to get really upset. Left seven points on the board there. Still winning this one by 19. Wow. All right, and around the league... Not too many other exciting games last night, but I just got to sound off a little bit about Steph Curry. I know I talked about his first game. I meant to talk about his second game, but now after his third game, I mean, I just can't help it. It's unbelievable what this guy is doing. He is hands down the most exciting player to watch in the league. I've never seen anything like it. I can't think of anyone to compare him to. Last night against the Pelicans, check out this line. 53 points for Steph Curry. 53 points. 28 of those in the third quarter. So you remember in game one, he had 24 points in the first quarter? First game of the season? Well, yeah, outdid that with 28 points in the third, 53 overall. He had 47 with like two minutes to go. They were leaving him in there to see if he could get to 50. Now nah, he'll just do 53 17 of 27 from the field, 8 of 14 three-pointers, 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Oh yeah, he also chipped in with 4 rebounds and 9 assists. So it's not like he's hogging the ball 9 dimes as well. And they went on to win by 14, 134 to 120. And I think a big reason Steph decided to go off so much in this ballgame was to counter the statement from Russell Westbrook after him and Kevin Durant went off for 40-plus points each, and Russell Westbrook said Durant is the best player in the world. I think Steph Curry might have something to say about that. Although Durant did look mighty impressive. 
But I'll tell you, if you are not watching Steph Curry play basketball, even if you don't like basketball, you just got to check him out. He's kind of like a... I mean, this is not even a good example, but a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Messi type where even if you don't watch soccer, you just have to watch them touch the ball and you realize that they're better than everyone else. Well, Steph Curry has that same thing. You just watch him take one dribble. You're like, oh, no, this guy's this guy's not playing in the same game as everyone else. Unbelievable. Make sure you check that out. In fact, let me let me read you his line for the season. You know what Steph Curry is averaging right now in the first three games of the season? Ridiculous. 39.3 points per game, 95.5% from the free throw line, 48.6% from three-point land, and 58.8% from the field. I mean, this is a guy who's jacking up threes. <laughs> and in three games, he's shooting nearly 60% from the field. Unbelievable numbers. I realize it's just three games in, but hey. This guy's whole career... Remember Lynn Sanity? Remember Lynn Sanity? That's the, that's the best comparison. Steph Curry's game is like Lynn Sanity all the time. Just a pleasure to watch. Keeping me busy in the mornings, though. I gotta keep up with the Golden State Warriors, the Cavaliers, and the Raptors. Along with other notable games in the NBA. Thank goodness for League Pass existing and having those condensed games. Alright, that's it for this Raptors Abroad podcast. Game 3 is in the books. 3-0 and on the season. This is your boy Sam coming to you from London, representing, and I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out.